Today's episode of Grad School Confessional is brought to you by roommates. Roommates are like mushrooms. Pick them right and you're in for a treat. Pick them wrong and you'll either be dead or wishing you were. You're listening to Grad School Confessional, a podcast that explores the good, bad, and ugly of graduate school directly from graduate students themselves. I'm your host, Dr. Yoa Sway. From awkward supervisor interactions to reviewer two horror stories to convincing your parents why grad school was a good idea, we read out the confessions of graduate students from all over and chat about the realities of pursuing higher education. I'd like to welcome back my co-host and long-term roommate, my wife Anna. Anna is a PhD candidate studying digital health, a field where researchers ask, can Facebook give you cancer? Well, currently we're studying brain cancer and we're having trouble finding enough eligible participants. With cancer? With brains. Ah, at least they have a space to meet each other. I'd also like to offer a very special welcome to Grad School Confessional's first ever guest host, Anissa Morava. Hello, everyone. Anissa is a PhD candidate at the University of Western Ontario studying exercise neuroscience, a field where researchers ask, does running out of patients count as exercise? Yes, but not as much as jumping to conclusions. Is anxiety exercise, Anissa? I mean, some might say it is. <laughs> if it is, I am getting far more than my daily recommended amount of exercise. Anissa, I'm so excited to have you on today's show as our first guest host. This month, Grad School Confessional is putting a spooky spin on things with a series of episodes that explore some of the frightening sides of the grad school experience. Today's episode is all about roommates, specifically how roommates can go wrong. Anissa, have you had a lot of roommates before? I have. I think at one point I was living with five other girls and that was an experience in itself. Oh, wow. Five other girls. Holy. I live with one and, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, shut up. Although in my experience, women are like um, incredibly polarizing. They're either complete neat freaks or they're most disgusting human beings you have ever lived <laughs> with. There is no in between. I can attest to I that. I second that actually. I feel like it's very much there's either like nothing on the counter or everything and the kitchen sink is on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why is Sephora in my kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Actually, that's one of the things I will say, you know, as gross as guys are, which kind of universally they kind of expect them to be, Yeah. you know, there's not a lot of like stuff necessarily, like just like around, you know, because I feel like when I lived with girls, and to give you context, I've had like over 25 roommates throughout my entire like grad, not grad school, but like all school degree. Yeah. <laughs> what? Undergrad, whatever. All school degree. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, it, there's been a lot of stuff that girls just have. Yeah. Versus with guys, there's like, what, one stick of deodorant that they all share between them? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I feel like with guys, it's a lot of like, pizza boxes, takeout boxes, that sort of thing. Well, with girls, it's like a hundred different bathroom products. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, who's your current roommate? So my current roommate is my boyfriend and that is fun times most of the time, but sometimes, you know, everyone needs their space. 
<laughs> is he gonna listen to this, Anissa? Should um, we, should I think like... so. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'll I'll temper what I have to say about it. <laughs> should we like ease in some suggestions? <laughs> Just sprinkle in some tips. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if your roommate's name starts with Anissa, <laughs> this is something you might want to keep in mind. Yeah. So you'd say overall it's working out pretty well, though? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like, you know, pandemic living was a really good experience where you sort of really confined to a limited space. So now, mm-hmm. like, when you have the opportunity to also leave your house and come back, it's definitely a nicer balance. Yeah, definitely. Like, how long have you been living with your boyfriend? I think now, so we started pretty much when the pandemic hit, so March. So we've passed the year mark. Wow, congratulations. And you haven't killed each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're both still alive. So that's a win. Nice. I remember when we uh, we started living together after... We definitely almost killed each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, we moved in together after like four months of dating and then... But we also collapsed two apartments into a one-bedroom apartment that had, like, minimal space. And then on top of that, we were like, you know what else the strained relationship needs? It needs a dog. So we adopted a dog on top of it. Yeah, but it all worked out, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we're married now and we sleep in separate rooms, but that's more because you can't stand me. So anyway. That's fair. <laughs> Lisa. Have you had any memorable roommates that you can recall? Ooh, memorable roommates? Loads. You know, I would say that sometimes, you know, the whole phrase, like one spoiled apple or one rotten apple spoils the bunch. I had an experience like that where everyone got along except one person. And as time passed, more and more little habits started stacking up. And after that, everybody moved out of that house. So you can definitely see that one roommate can uh, definitely be be a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think some of our stories are going to kind of get at that anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I have uh, obviously we have some pretty intense roommate stories. But maybe you can just comment, though, like how have you found roommates in grad school being different than roommates in your undergrad? I feel like in grad school, what I've noticed is that, you know, I feel like in undergrad, there's very much a herd mentality where, you know, if everybody's studying, they just kind of join into it. If everyone's partying, you just kind of get sucked into it. While in grad school, I feel like people are operating on their own schedule, on their own time. And I feel like that is the big difference that I've noticed between undergrad living and grad living. Yeah, no, I for sure can echo that. I think that grad school, it's kind of different too, because you kind of expect people to be a bit more mature and like, oh, I'm in grad school now. I'm like studying. And then it never ends up working that way. Like people are still just kind of trash sometimes in in, in their defense in their defense a master's degree is like a natural extension of an undergrad nowadays so they're basically like they're 22 yeah that's fair that's fair i remember when i was 22 many many ages ago (laughs) (laughs) anyway getting into our stories i suppose our first story comes from a grad student who like so many before them were optimistic and naive to the balancing act of living with friends as roommates. They write, Well, it always works on paper. You need a place to live, and so do they. We all enjoy each other's company, and so everything should work out. But you really gotta be specific in who you live with. The friend that I turned into my roommate was the messy kind, 
while I am semi-clean. He was a big believer in letting things soak, and I believe in having the sink available whenever I like. Along with them leaving their shoes on in our house while I take mine off at the door, there were issues with being direct with each other. Maintaining the friendship while not being a hostage in your own house is a tricky thing. It ultimately culminated to the house having a mouse problem from letting the dishes soak in the sink, and when that issue presented itself, the onus was on everyone to get rid of the mice, even though the problem was caused from what I saw as a lack of effort to maintain the communal living space. Ugh, mice. We've had we've had some experiences with mice. I don't know about you. Oh wow, we've uh, called <laughs> called our fair share of mice. Do share. So, what we had we were living the last house we lived in. It was an older house, and it kind of had a lot of like I don't know how to put this like holes in between the floors. But it was near a ravine too, so it made sense for these mice when it got cold to be like. What's the first house we can burrow into? Yeah. And they would. And we also had an open bag of dog food and an open bag of bird oh, seed yeah, in one closet. of our in one of our closets. Yeah, which was like basically a mouse buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because I remember the winter that we found out we had mice. Anna was sleeping in one of the rooms kind of over this closet, and at <laughs> night she would hear these noises. And she was like, I think we hit there's something in the walls. And I was like listening and I couldn't hear anything because I'm only there for however long. And I'm like, no, I think it's just your foot hitting the bed or like in the night or something. Yeah. So this guy's gaslighting me for like three months. <laughs> and then he goes downstairs, checks the closet. And there's obviously like mouse droppings. He's like, oh, yeah, we definitely have mice. I'm like, that's what I've been saying. You're like, I'm now crazy because of that. So thank you. <laughs> Wait, do you have, have you ever had any pest issues? I've never had any pest issues, but a friend of mine had a roach problem. Ooh. <gasps> no. And, you know, the biggest fear of hers came to life when she saw one of them scuttle. And it is so true that they do not die. She like sprayed it with Windex. She sprayed it with literally every <laughs> chemical Windex. possible that she had. That was and... the cleanest roach I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like shine. It's like chrome. Chrome roach. Hashtag chrome roach. Yeah, so that's uh, the only pest story I have. And um, yeah, she called the building maintenance service after that. And I think they had to come in and fumigate. Oh, no way. Yeah, they are stubborn oh. pests to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like roaches are going to inherit the earth uh, one day. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> but going back to this person's story, like... I think one of the things that everyone thinks when they think of who would be a good roommate is like, oh yeah, my friends, because you already get along and you're like, it's just like hanging out all the time. But my question is, do friends make good roommates? I think some friends make good roommates. So I think it's more about matching your living style more so than getting along. For instance, some friends are like fantastic to hang out with, but the way they run their life doesn't really sync up with you. So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, morning people versus night owls. I feel like there's a bit of a clash there. Or if you're really tidy versus really messy, or if you're the one person who always leaves their car at the back and blocks everybody in, like habits Ooh, like that, yeah. I think can make or break whether one of your friends can also be a good roommate. Yeah, no, I totally see that. And I think too, like this person already says, 
if you start taking issues with some of those things that people are, you know, kind of these habits that you don't really like or behaviors, it's really hard to confront them and, and have this conversation about you're doing this thing that's really annoying me. You need to stop with while still maintaining kind of that relationship, right? Absolutely. I feel like sometimes too, like when it's someone that you're not as close with, it might be easier to deliver that kind of information. But when you're friends with them, you're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want them to like, you know, take it like badly. So I feel like you're more, sometimes you're more guarded when it is your friends, unless you have that relationship where you just call people out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, just living with, with, my lovely wife, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. we have like every, I would say probably a couple times a week, we have at least a conversation where you're like, hey, you're doing this thing and it's kind of annoying me. And we can just like. And then you're just like, I'm just breathing. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> but we can kind of have that conversation about, you know, this is why and it's earnest and we kind of like can resolve it really, really quickly. Absolutely. I think that's the ideal kind of relationship where you can be like, listen, it really bothers me that you leave that pile of clothing in the corner all the time. Let's let's try to work on that. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on eliminating the pile of clothes in the corner that just seems to always build up over the <laughs> week, no matter how many times I clear it. Okay, Anissa, is it your pile of clothes? <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, that's totally fair. It's totally fair. So in your opinion, then, in your experience, I should say, what is the number one sign where like, if you see it, you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to be good roommates, or maybe even like the opposite of like, you see that and you're like, nah, we're not going to get along. Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like red flags are almost easier to identify than like, like vibing flags, if you will, because I feel like there's what's the opposite of red? I'm trying to, you know, reach out to the millennial audience. Um, but <laughs> in terms of red flags, I feel like when you see a behavior that is not going to match up with yours, that's when I think you might need to reflect. So, for instance, one time when I was living with someone, they asked at the very end of the year where the garbage bags were. Whoa. <laughs> Which means they had not taken out the garbage at all the entire eight months that they lived there. And I feel like I missed a red flag when I noticed they were mysteriously never there during garbage day. Interesting. Impressive of them to like manage to get away with it for eight months though. I know. Right? I got basically hoodwinked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, you don't know where the garbage bags are? Where where have you been putting your garbage this whole time? So yeah, definitely watch for those kind of people. Okay. Okay. What would you say, Anna? Is there any like number, like sign you see and you're like, yeah, we'll get along or like, we won't get along? I don't know because the only time I've lived with like a friend or I picked out a roommate and it wasn't just like filling a room in a house it worked out pretty well until the person joined the military and left forever um but as they do as they do for me it's usually a gut feeling we've had Mm. shit luck with roommates yeah i mean and every time though you've kind of been like i don't really have a good feeling about this person and i've been like i see the best in people it'll work out yeah yeah actually so i was gonna say one of the things for me, it's a red or a red front flag, not a vibing, anti-vibing flag for me is <laughs> when people are just loud after 11, like they just don't have a regular schedule. Like if they were predictably up all the time, like you said before, Anissa, you know, 
if they're a night owl and you're a whatever, at least you can kind of, you're pre- whatever. <laughs> you know, you're whatever. You can kind of predict like, okay, well they'll go to bed at this time or whatever. But if they just are super inconsistent, that's what throws me. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know when you're going to wake up. I don't know when you're going to be eating. I don't know when you're going to be doing stuff. And so I kind of feel like I'm always trying to skirt around this other person uh, when I'm living with them. So, so you like a predictable roommate. You know what? I like a predictable roommate. That's a good way of putting it. I like a predictable roommate. You know what? If I roommate could just be like a plant that I just need to water every like couple of days, that's great. Just basically me. <laughs> With the ideal roommate. Just make breakfast and then it's all sufficient. <laughs> just pour her coffee and she's ready. Yeah, right? Ready <laughs> Put her in the sun. <laughs> Vibes. Yeah. I have this um, story though. Speaking of like red flags though, I have this <laughs> one funny story about, so in my master's, uh, my, one of my friends from my undergrad, we were living with two girls and a guy and the guy was never there because he ended up getting a girlfriend and was basically spending all of his time at her house, except for like the last week, because I guess he kind of felt that we were t- taking over the house in a way. And we, to our credit, we did try and be friendly with him when he was there, but I think he just didn't really like the other two girls. And so I guess he kind of felt a little bit slighted. And the last week we were there, he just took over the whole house with his friends. They were watching a football game, you know, all that stuff it was super loud. And we were just like, yeah, you do you, man. Like you can have the house for a week if you want it or a couple of days. The weirdest thing though, is that for this game, they had an entire roast pig, like a whole suckling pig that they just ate from. Yeah. in this like aluminum dish from the oven and, you know, after they had all left and we were cleaning up my my other roommate and I, my friend, in the morning, we open up the oven and there's just this pig's head in it. <laughs> just like, just the pig's head in this dish. And we're like, that ain't normal. That <laughs> I don't think that was there the other day. Like, So it's just this weird conversation that we had to have. Like, dude, can you take your pig's head out of the <laughs> oven? Like. I gotta make my lunch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, can my garbage not be staring at me? I think that's a fair request. Yeah, yeah, really. So anyway, I think there's just, it's hard to stay friends with roommates and it's hard to Actually just... leave a pig's head in your oven. <laughs> I tried to be friends with you, man. I really did. Why'd you go godfather on me? <laughs> godfather, I love it. Our next confession is a terrifying one. Not just because it deals with money, which is always a hard thing to bring up with roommates, but because unexpected charges. Our grad student recounts when some unexpected charges nearly tore their house apart. They write, During the first year of my master's, I was living in a six-person house with a pretty ragtag team of a few friends and mostly strangers. No big deal. Everything was going great until we received a hydro bill for $1,200 for the month of September. After checking with the city for a potential error on their end and checking for all leaks around the house, we had to face the fact that we were indeed using an incredible amount of water. On top of having a tremendous utility bill to pay, the newest comer to the house refused to pay their portion, believing the spike in usage was caused by someone else and therefore not worth his money to cover for. My group of friends, three out of the six of us, became hyper-vigilant as to where water was being used in the house. The rest of the house eventually agreed to cover for the newest roommate since they had argued that because they just arrived, the increased usage could not have been them, which sounded right at the time. We paid the bill and prayed that we never had to deal with something like this again, as the ordeal had nearly fractured the house to begin with. 
about a week after we paid the bill, my friend who lived upstairs and shared the space with the newest comer mentioned to me that the new roommate was up quite early, frequently showering around 4 to 5 in the morning. On more than one occasion, they had also walked into their shared bathroom with the floor soaking wet, and other times with the sink faucet running ever so slightly, as if it had been not closed all the way. I suggested that this was probably where our massive water expenditure came from, that we should tell the roommate about needing to close the faucet first and see if their behavior changes at all. After a discussion with our newest roommate, to which they offered a nod of understanding, we all went about our business. Lo and behold, our October hydro bill arrives. $1,300 this time. The house is in an uproar at this point. Fingers are being pointed and the group of guys is heated. Everything became more awkward and uncomfortable and doubly so when our landlord was forced to take the newest roommate to small claims court for the hydro they refused to pay for. The new roommate eventually ended up being evicted later that school year and to this day, my old housemates still get the odd, vaguely threatening Facebook message from them, usually referencing physical violence of one sort or the other. Ah well, good luck finding us now. Wow. Okay, it's like, oh my gosh. Imagine though, living with this person. That is one of the highest utility bills I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, and I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it's still six people, but $1,300 That's like water. more than two bills per person. Yeah. That's, that's so high. That's like, I would imagine like Drake's hydro bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, or like literally, I, I, the only way I could imagine that happening is every Sunday, you'd have to just turn all the faucets <laughs> on for the entire day and just be like, it's Sunday, man. We got to do it and just let it go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So many things though here. Have you ever heard of anyone actually getting evicted from a house? I have heard threats of it, but I've never actually heard someone go through the full process because what I've heard is it actually is, there's a lot of proof that has to be shown based on their behavior and record keeping to actually show that they did this certain thing, this violated the contract in some way. So I think it's a lot harder than people think it is. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I've heard that too, actually, where like, if a landlord wants to get rid of a tenant, it's actually quite difficult. Like the onus is definitely on the landlord. Yeah. However, if you're subletting a space <laughs> and you need to kick out a roommate, oh, you can this. do it. No problem. Do you have something you'd like to share on us? Yes. Okay. Story time. Story time. <laughs> so Yo and I are living with two roommates. One of them is like super straight edge, super great at the time, whatever. The second person, this guy, a little bit more of a free spirit. Likes his wine, whatever. Kind of loud after 11, you know, the standard. So Yo and I go to my parents' house to get married. And we're gone for two days. We come back and I had like a bottle of gin, a bottle of rum on this like shelf. And I look over empty. I'm just like, that's kind of weird. I didn't drink any of it. So we ask our like straight edge housemate and she's like, I don't really drink. And we're like, okay, yeah, that's fair. That checks out. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. So we start like Googling, like how quickly does alcohol evaporate? And it's like, like, yeah, like, like, legit. like, like I love where your mind went. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, it'll evaporate, evaporate if you leave it open. But like very clearly, you know, like the cork is still in. So we're just like, oh man, our other housemate drank my booze. So we're like, okay, fine. This person had a chance to come forward. They didn't. We're going to set a trap. So we go, we buy a bottle of Tinkiri. 
we pour some out, we measure the level, we take a picture of it and we set it on the shelf. And then we leave to go camping, glamping for three days. Yeah. Three days. We come back and the empty bottle of gin now has like a third fluid in yeah, there. Yeah, like magically reappeared. Yeah, the rum is halfway full and the tankiri is fully full. I'm just like, and this is like, we're, go oh my, we're gone for three days. So if you're like, hey, I drink your booze, but I'm going to replace it. Like mm -hmm. you can text me. So we call this person down. And I'm like, buddy, I know oh, what's man. going on. I've never like, heard what? on a rip into someone so hard. Like, like oh, I started having this conversation with this person, like, Hey man, like we got to talk about this. And I think he ended up saying something that kind of like triggered Anna. And then basically she's screaming at him. We're both looking at the floor because I can't even look her in the eye because I'm like terrified. And he ended up having to leave, but it was easier because he was a sublet. So the moral of the story is, Easier if there is something. That is the takeaway message. Also, do not piss off two scientists. Yeah. Like the fact that you <laughs> set up the volume, took pictures, 100%. like, oh my Observation. goodness. The Observation. <laughs> but I came back and I was like, okay, I'm not going insane. Why is there gin in an empty bottle? How did it rematerialize? <laughs> yeah. I still think that like six people in a house is way too many to have. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, what have you? What's the most number of people you've had to live with? The most was six. I was Ooh. one of six, but this was in undergrad. Okay. Okay. And that is that's just too many bodies. Even if they're the best people in the world, it's too many bodies. It's too many people wanting to use the shower at the same mm -hmm. time, or you know, just like needing the spaces in the house, like in the kitchen. So I feel like. Six is too many. Yeah, no, I remember like probably the most I've lived with was five. And even that, like, it's just hard because like you said before, one bad apple kind of ruins the whole thing. And I think that's kind of what would happen here, right? Like you just have one person who it's like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for that. I'm not going to do that. And it's just so awkward. But also like in theory, I'm just curious, how did this person generate so much? Yeah, seriously. What did they do? Like, did they take an hour long shower? Maybe, maybe they were a merman. They needed to stay hydrated. <laughs> the shape of water just like <laughs> fill up the tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so have you actually ever been the person that had to ask for money from roommates? So I've never been in that situation because a lot of the places I lived with had utilities included. Oh, but one thing I can say is when you start sharing like toilet paper or paper towel and you end up being the person who keeps going and getting it. Uh, yep. I hate being the debt collector. That mm -hmm. is just an awkward, I'm like one of those people who's like, no, it's fine. You know, the no worries <laughs> person. Um, that's me. So me asking people, you know, for money that or like to, you know, nudge people like, wow, looks like the paper towel is low. Um, that's probably as direct as I've ever been. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely a problem, I think, when you start like splitting things. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'll just speak to that because I think. It's such a good idea at the beginning. You're like, everyone puts in this much money and then we'll use that to like buy the things that we all use. But then number one, they can't, don't keep track of how much they use. So they're like, oh, we need more already. Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm not using that much. And it's like, well, there's five other people in this house, Becky. Like, you know, that's the way it keeps going so fast. Always Becky. 
<laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely been the person that's had to ask for money. And it's always awkward because you're like, I already paid for this. I'm clearly not trying to do this to scam you or make money off of you, which I think is kind of sometimes the the impression that people get is like, oh, you're just trying to get money from me. Like, yeah. Because in the wild, toilet paper is free. <laughs> like, it's real sad. Yeah, exactly. But definitely the, the threat of physical violence is an interesting one. I hope you've never actually like had to face that before. No, I feel like if anything, thankfully, I've never had that. I think it's more like, you know, pa passive aggressive comments mm -hmm. tend to be the style or, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, that that recycling bin's getting full, you know, where people are cleaning <laughs> the leaning tower of garbage on the recycling bin. Oh, yes. Classic, classic. That is like, I've never seen a place where the level is, you know, below. And it's just sort of like, the time it's taking you to balance that water bottle is probably the time it takes to take the recycling out. But some yeah. people want to challenge. Yo, 100%. That's the whole reason I got good at Jenga. <laughs> like, okay, so I actually have such a story about this too. Oh, I just have so many roommate stories. But basically, um, lived with these three girls and my friend, and we bought this big garbage can, you know, to share. It sounds weird to say that, but to share so that everyone could put their garbage in it. It with the assumption, and that was my mistake, that we would all take it out and we would all take turns taking it out. So obviously, my friend and I are the only ones who ever take out this garbage, despite the garbage can being literal, like, you don't even need to go outside. You can just open the door to the deck and throw the garbage bag in the can. And so we moved it to, like, kind of halfway between our rooms so that it was like the girls couldn't use it. And then the girls, in retaliation set up just a plastic garbage bag over one of the knobs on a like drawer and just started putting stuff into there. Yeah. Okay. But here's the funnier part. It's like, it kind of would have worked except that all the bags are kind of these like really bad plastic bags. So they always leak. And so there was just this constant like dried sticky sort of oh, garbagey gosh. sweat that was always on the floor and it would like start to smell obviously. And none of the girls would do anything about it because you know, obviously, and so that was just kind of like a, I don't know, it felt like a bit like a Cold War, you know? Like, who's gonna it's clean an up? evolutionary arms race, except it's just like different <laughs> forms of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to survive us or the garbage? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's funny, though. Our final confession comes from a current PhD student who remembers the less than ideal living situations they and their partner suffered through during their master's. They write... I've been lucky enough to only have my significant other as a roommate for all of my grad studies. But as a lot of poor grad student couples with a dog, we've lived in a handful of split houses with upstairs or downstairs neighbors. During my master's, we lived in a basement apartment of a house with absolutely no noise dampening between levels. Our younger than us landlord lived upstairs with a collection of friends. There were a lot of nights when we wondered whether you can call noise complaints on your own house. But nothing beat the day they got a treadmill. They put it in their office, conveniently located directly above our bedroom. For weeks, they ran on it every night around midnight. It sounded like a combination of a fighter jet and a herd of elephants running and made our entire apartment shake. Thankfully, behavior change isn't easy and they lost all motivation to use it two weeks later.
Thank God for failed behavior change attempts. That poor, oh poor grad student. I know, right? <laughs> like, what do you even do? Just like you're laying in bed around midnight and just like... <laughs> Can you stop trying to better yourself? Right <laughs> that self-improvement isn't sitting with me well. Yeah, your self-care is my, like, harm. <laughs> oh, man. Noise, I gotta be honest. I don't think anything bothers me more about other people than the noise they make. And like, not, you know, not generally when I'm at the workplace or whatever, but trying to sleep and hearing noise is the absolute worst. I honestly couldn't agree more. And another thing that I think is different between undergrad and grad living is noise tolerance. I feel like in undergrad, my noise tolerance was okay, but like, when you enter grad school, I feel like your tolerance for bullshit starts to drop and like <laughs> any noise is like an immediate nuisance. Like people are having fun past 11, yeah. shut it down. How dare they? How dare you live your life? <laughs> no, but I think a part of that is because in undergrad, you're drunk. You're not falling asleep. You're blacking out. <laughs> That's true. There's a difference between falling asleep and blacking out. <laughs> You don't care about the noise. It's also, I think, like, when you're an undergrad, you re you bounce back from nights without sleep yeah. differently. Like, now, yeah. if I, like, lose an hour, I am, like, broken for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm furious. Like, <laughs> absolutely furious. And, like, it's so funny because I find not only is it, like, the the amount of tolerance, it's also the volume you can tolerate. So, you know, we live right now in the sort of lower level ground floor, but lower level of a house. And even just the soft walking that they do from like, they'll just get up and they'll softly walk across the floor. Okay, no, I'm going to be honest. It is not soft walking. The walking is so aggressive that the chandelier in our living room <laughs> rattles. <laughs> wow. Okay, fair. but at night, I mean. Oh, yeah, at yeah, night. It's at night. And it's just like, you're just eyes immediately wide awake. <laughs> just like, I'm wide awake. <laughs> you get the broomstick. Yeah, <laughs> just... Shoving it up there. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you exist in my <laughs> space? So we have this other story about the noise where, you know the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme song? Yes. Like, da -na -da 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 -na -na. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that gives us PTSD now because <laughs> we had a roommate who got really into the show but basically would only ever watch it, like, probably right as we were going to bed and would oftentimes fall asleep while watching it. <laughs> And so she was young, so she could sleep through it. But I just remember like an asshole just lying in my bed at 1.30 in the morning, just hearing... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, they're short episodes. They're, I know. Like, without commercials, they're 20 minutes long. So you just start falling asleep. And then again... And it's, it's, like the, <laughs> it's like the Chinese water drop torture where they just drop it. Like, no. <laughs> I just started getting medicated, like, to go to sleep because I would, every time I would get to bed, I would just start having anxiety. <laughs> Is gravel medicating yourself to sleep? No, I got CBD oil. Oh, yeah, I abused right. the hell out of that. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a basement? I have lived in a basement. Um, it was like a split level situation. And the person above had, you need to know people's hobbies who live that's a red flag and one of the things was they liked woodworking <laughs> <laughs> <Really> <laughs> random. 
Yes. So you would hear random drills or random sanding of surfaces. And at first I was trying to determine with my then roommate what they were doing upstairs. And then I noticed out on the porch, there was a birdhouse. And as cute as that was, I'm like, is there any way this hobby can be done outside of the house? Yeah, 100%. Oh, man. I just like, registered random drilling and random screaming. And it was so weird. We were trying to figure out what the hobby was. Yeah, right? I was just like, I really hope that this is, you know, uh, not what I think it is. And yeah, no, they were just really into making cute little wooden things. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> or maybe that was their front. Know. That was their front. <laughs> no birdhouse should need this much drilling, Anissa. There's one hole. There's one hole. <laughs> yeah okay so then what is the ideal housing situation Ooh, the ideal housing situation like would you call your current housing situation like an ideal housing situation i feel like it's as ideal as you can have because it's like you're living with someone that you know their habits you have some sort of communication channel and you know you have some sort of communication channel with your boyfriend (laughs) yeah you know like it it works and you're living on the top floor i feel like those things all together and we have a division of labor i personally don't like doing garbage he loves doing garbage i love to vacuum (laughs) so all together we have you know we've figured out the chores so now we just do what we need to do and we don't need to you know send reminders and i think having some sort of division of labor is key with your yeah yeah okay okay i get you i get you no i totally agree but i also think it's a lot easier when you just live with like one other person you know yes like we've often discussed you know potentially taking on a roommate because the housing situation in victoria right now is like notoriously bad like you've got undergrads that are living out of their cars basically and like you know it's just just yeah of houses we were on campus a few days ago we literally saw somebody come out of a camper van and they had like a bedroom in there and they just parked it in the parking lot at the university yeah we're like oh that's kind of cute and alarming (laughs) i'm sure it's very like fun for like the first couple of days and then after that you're just like Man, I really wish I had a shower, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I feel like things like that for short term, you know, you do what you got to do, but I feel like that would get very challenging after a while. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So would you ever go back to living with roommates? I feel like, you know, I would, but I feel like the screening process mm. would be more rigorous given all the fun experiences we've talked about. <laughs> so what would the screening process look like then? I feel like I would, you know, at try to get references from people they used to live with Ooh, that's to get good. a vibe on maybe kind of what they were like and things like that, because I think that would be pretty informative. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Although I, I wonder if they would be like willing to give you those contact information if they didn't have a good relationship, you know? Ooh, that's Ooh, I, true. I didn't have another roommate. <laughs> you know here please call this person and they're like listen you got to tell them that i'm the best roommate ever <laughs> <laughs> exactly or just pretend yeah yeah but i guess you though i don't think we could go back to living with roommates i think we're both just too particular i can't i'm 30 years old i'm not i'm not like an artisan living in la i can't have roommates anymore <laughs> plus we have two dogs and so like the roommates need to pass the dog test as well mm, true true. That's true dudley's like an old man he just like doesn't and, like a lot of people and benji likes anything that moves so yeah, yeah they're yeah, useless yeah. both of them 
for sure, for sure. So I guess in sum, if you have money, just don't live with roommates. Just be trashy on your own. You've been listening to Grad School Confessional. I'm Dr. Yoa Special thanks again to my co-host, Anna, and our guest host, Anissa. Anissa, I do so appreciate you chatting with us today, and I want you to know if you're ever moving to our neck of the woods and you need a place to stay, I'll be happy to help you find somewhere else to live. Wow. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes so that others can benefit from our mediocre advice. Please also share us with your social network and follow us on Twitter at GSConfessional. And if you have a confession you'd like to make, please use the anonymous link in the description or email thegradschoolconfessional at gmail.com. We're waiting for your funny, interesting, or controversial confessions. Until next time, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Principal Investigator, Amen. Amen.